Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. Good morning, Grace Church family. Man, what a fantastic day to be in the house of the Lord. Tina and I are out here in the great state of Kansas. We're helping our daughter-in-law move from one location to the next. Even though we're not with you physically, I want you to know that we're with you spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. I'm glad that you have made the house of the Lord a priority. Today, we've got a special speaker, one that is near and dear to my heart. And uh, I've known this young man since we moved out here to Rupert. And uh, he's been faithfully committed to the house of the Lord, now serves in helping our youth and developing them. But I would love for you to please stand to your feet and give a good grace welcome to Mr. Brandon Gee. Man, that was awesome. I was like, what's he, what's he got on this video? It surprised me, it made my eyes leak. <clears throat> um, Wow. I'm just trying to recover from that. Um, good morning, Grace. How are you this morning? Um, it seems like spring is coming, but winter is just uh, holding on. I'm so over it. We just got back from uh, Arizona. In fact, on Monday night, we were in Arizona, and uh, uh, Pastor Travis called me, and he, he said, hey, um, we got to go to Kansas and get our daughter-in-law, right? And so, um, do you have something in your back pocket? Man, you've taught me so well. I always do, right? And so, what's easy is saying the yes. Like, he asked, and I'm like, yeah, you bet, buddy. Um, I'll do it. And for whatever reason, about 20 minutes ago or so, it's just like, whoa, I don't know if I can do it or not. <laughs> I think I'm coming down with something. Um, <laughs> but um, I just want to honor Pastor Travis and Tina. Um, like he said, when he came to, uh, to Rupert, Idaho, um, the, you know, way back when, it seems like so far back ago, but um, there was like 12 of us or so on a, on a good Sunday. Um, there was like 12 of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's half of them right there. Um, and I just remember uh, the boldness and the faithfulness of Pastor Travis and Tina and their family and making the decision to come here and the faithfulness that they had to God. And, and look what God has done through them. Right? And then, and then, you know, that wasn't enough that just Pastor Travis and Tina and their family came. He also drug Javi and Pastor Davina and Pastor Javi with him, right? And these two have just been so instrumental um, in getting me back where I need to be, right? Right it, with the Lord, right? Um, uh, Pastor Travis and Tina kept me going. I, I remember spending nights on their couch, right? Um, and just sitting up till one, like one or two in the morning, not Travis. Travis will be just like, I'm going to bed. But Pastor Tina, <laughs> Pastor Tina will talk to you all night and, and just listen and understand and just give you great wisdom. Um, 
and so they helped me in that restoration process. But Pastor Davina, Pastor Javi, you know, um, God called me 12 years old uh, up on a mountainside, gave my heart to the Lord. But I was attending a, a youth group sporadically um, back when I was like 13, 14 years old. And I just remember going to youth one night and just <clears throat> watching and taking it in. And I remember very vividly God just saying, that, that's going to be you someday. You're going to be a voice to the young people. And so when Pastor Travis and Tina got here, uh, I just told him, I said, I mean, we had like two kids, but still, uh, <laughs> like, you know, I just, I feel God has called me to the youth. And he said, man, you're the man. And so, yeah, it's been a fun ride. And, and yeah, there's a whole story that we're going to get into in between that. But Pastor Javi and Davina just brought me back in. You know, I remember Davina saying, Brandon, when? <laughs> when? Um, what are you running from? What are you, you know? And just help me back into that. And now they've become just awesome friends, um, mentors. Um, and I love doing life with these guys. And the things that are happening in the youth, um, because of their faithfulness and their goodness, it was just, just before spring break. Uh, I think there was nine or more first time, you know, dedications and recommittals to the Lord. So there's something happening in your youth, Grace, and we need to help foster that. And these two people are really just spearheading um, what God is doing in our youth. Um, let's pray, and then, then we'll just kind of dive right in. Um, I don't have a clock on the back, so that means I can take as long as I want today. So, um, no, I'll be respectful and get you guys out of here. Uh, Father God, we just thank you today. God, I'm just so amazed every time that you use a knucklehead like me. <laughs> and that your goodness and your faithfulness, God, to me. And God, that you be with me today. I've prayed this a thousand times already, God. But just get me out of the way. God, you move in your way. Father, that the Holy Spirit would saturate this place today. God, that we, we would see hearts and lives just mended and restored and changed, God. Um, and let it be your words that come out today. Father God, I just thank you um, for this opportunity. I thank you for this church family. Um, and I just love you and thank you. And we say this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, yeah, if there's not a clock back there, I don't know. You guys are just in for a ride. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, somebody will let me know, like, hey. <laughs> Breakfast at Sophie's is happening right now. <laughs> We've got to get our spot. Um, many of us, <clears throat> many of us have faced a trial or a tribulation or a storm in our lives, right? I don't think there's one of us that can't say that I haven't been through something in my life. Um, you know, whether it's a, a financial storm, uh, whether, you know, <laughs> there's too much month and not enough money, right? Have you ever been in that situation? I've been in that situation a lot. Um, and it took financial peace and a few other things to get me 
to that place where it was like, all right, you need to put a budget together. Um, and then God sent an amazing wife that handles all that now. So I'm like, do we have money in there? Yeah, we have money in there. Okay, now I have to spend a little bit of money. And so she, <laughs> she gets on me all the time because she's like, you never look at the bank account. I'm like, ah, once in a while. Um, look, glance at it, you know. Um, but she does that amazing. Um, some of us have been through divorce, right? That's a wicked, challenging storm right there. Uh, if you, I don't encourage you to do it. Um, but if you have been through one, you know that it, the, the storm, the chaos that comes with that, and some of us have faced that. And so I want to be respectful of that in the room this morning. Some of us have faced the death of a loved one, you know, um, our parents, my parents, both, <laughs> so crazy, uh, both last year, um, both passed away, different circumstances and whatnot, but um, it, it's, a, it's so, man, it's heartbreaking, and like, I was coming back from Arizona, and I don't know why I do this, but <clears throat> I always want to call my mom and tell her how fun it was and what we did and stuff like that. And that just doesn't, <clears throat> that just doesn't happen anymore, right? And so it's a storm that many of us have gone through or will go through at some point in our life, right? Um, cancer, sickness, uh, raising kids. Raising kids is a storm. <laughs> I have six of them. And uh, one of them is, is almost 18, and she's getting ready for the prom right now. And so they're going to go dress shopping this afternoon. And if, if, if it wasn't Oakland, right, I'd probably tell her, no, you can't go. I'm going to lock you in your room. You can't go. But Oakland is an amazing young man. He loves God. And we're just, we're, we're blessed, right? The other ones, they're just all crazy right now. I got a 16, well, 15-year-old that just learned how to drive. And so that's a storm in itself. Um, I, have a, I have a two-year-old, little Charlotte, and she knows exactly how to push buttons, right? Um, and she's going through the terrible twos to threes. It's probably going to be fours, too, but hopefully she gets out of it by then. But, man, um, I was thinking of putting her to bed last night, and she just up and down and up and down and rolling around, rolling around. I do everything. She just doesn't want to go to sleep. And so, like, an hour and a half later, she finally gives out, luckily, because uh, Dad was about to lose it, um, and just leave her on her own. And if she fell asleep, great. If not, I, I had to get to sleep, right? And so... Um, but there's many trials and storms that I have faced in my life. I remember uh, my parents divorcing when I was nine years old uh, and not understanding that whole situation. Um, wanting to go with my mom, but having to be put with my dad, right? Um, and the reason that I wanted to go with my mom is because my dad didn't, didn't care about us, right? Like he, unfortunately, was hooked on hooked on drugs at a, at a young age, and so 
he didn't really care about us at all. I remember um, when we moved into our apartment that I, we would just run the streets, right, um, all summer long um, and try to make money where we could so that we could go down to the Burley swimming pool. I remember, <laughs> I shouldn't tell this story. <laughs> we would gather cans and stuff, right? And uh, my brother one day, he comes running and he's like, Brandon, I found the honey hole. I found, I found all these cans that we ever wanted um, so we could go get them and turn them in. And so I'm like, all right, let's go get them. And I thought, you know, they would be like somewhere around our apartment where we were at. But we walked quite a ways, and uh, <laughs> it was in a trailer park, and we walked down, and I look in the dumpster, and sure enough, man, it's full of cans. And we're like, man, we just, we're just so lucky. I'm not only going to get a pass to the swimming pool, but I think I'm going to get a candy bar, too, maybe a soda. And... Uh, we get to fill in our bag up, you know, as much as we can. And the bag is getting too full, so now we're like, oh, we smash them and then put them in. We get more cans in there. And uh, a, a gentleman walks up, you know, and he's like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, oh, we're just, you know, we're putting cans in here for our grandma, right? This was an not an assisted living place, but um, it was at a retirement trailer park where these people were recycling the cans for themselves. <laughs> And uh, we're just helping them out, right? Just helping them out. <laughs> I don't know why that story was relevant to anything today that was going on, but it was a funny story. And so, um, <laughs> but uh, storms and trials, um, like I said, I was, was the youth pastor here for, for about seven years and had a good job, family was awesome, um, things were just going great. And if you know this about ministry, the target on your back is huge, right? The enemy just sees you as a super threat and is gonna do everything to attack you. And now, so I'm not blaming this on the enemy. This is all, this was Brandon, right? But the enemy will place things in our way to get us, you know, to where he wants us to go instead of where God wants us to go. And was working, you know, had a good job. And um, there was a lady that started listening and just felt like it was there, you know, all the time and just reassuring and stuff like that. And I got to thinking, you know, yeah, yeah, my wife doesn't do that. My wife doesn't do this and stuff. And, and you know, just really took a leaning ear on that and, and my you know, youth pastoring was struggling. It was becoming all Brandon. It wasn't anything to do with God. It was, you know, Brandon did this and Brandon did that and very prideful and stuff. And so um, a storm was building. The blackness on the horizon was building up, right? And eventually ended up getting divorced. Um, and the chaoticness of that, right? Um, one of the worst days that I've had was uh, after work I went out and there was a letter on my truck uh, on the visor that said, you know, you're fired, right, from, from the youth pastoring, right? Um, and it was horrible. And yet still, 
I decided I'm in the middle of this thing. Run, right? Run, 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 run. And run I did. Uh, I remember replacing a lot of things that were good in my life with, with alcohol. Um, it just became the thing. And alcohol and, and, and uh chasing, I would say women, but it's just girls, right? Women are God-fearing and stuff like that. It's just girls playing around. And I'm chasing after that. And when I, when I sin, I'm like really good at it. And so um, it was head first, right? And I just remember the only, one of the only things that really kept me stable one, Pastor Travis and Tina. Like I said, there was nights where they're like, hey, Brandon, you know, Travis always said this to me. I don't know why. I think I know why, but he was always like, hey, Brandon, you want to spend a night? <laughs> if you've been to his house, you've probably heard those words before. You want to spend a night? I know he was looking after me, and he was just, you know, watching over me. And, and Pastor Tina just talking and talking and talking and walking me through um, many things. And the other thing was I never quit um, coming to church. In the back of my head, I knew that I needed it. I had to have it, right? Um, I wasn't doing it well, right? I was, I was slamming beers before church on my way to church. I'd sneak out during church, right? And as soon as church was over, it's back at it again. But I remember coming and at least getting something, trying to get something um, that God had for me. Let's get into scripture. So if you have your Bible, turn to John sixteen thirty-three. So in John 16, it says, Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. In the ESV version, it says tribulations, and it's just a fancy word for trials and sorrows. And Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, In this world you're going to have many trials and sorrows. <laughs> well, isn't that just a word of encouragement, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> Great job. We're going to have a lot of trials and tribulations. And it's, it's how we handle these um, that is so relevant and so key. You see, we have two choices on how to deal with storms and trials. And this morning, I want to talk to you about um, two ways, right? There's a story of the cow. There should be a cool picture coming up in a minute. Picked it out. Yeah. I did that on my own. <laughs> I want to just stop for a second. The people that own Sun Heroes about almost every Sunday, these tech team people back here, these guys do such an amazing job. I email Susan. You get awesomeness, right? Um, 
And I wanted to tell you guys, I think I told uh, Pastor Matt this the other day, but um, we were listening on the car, and, and it was just dialed in. It sounded amazing, and you guys did a great job, and I just want to give you guys props. One more hand clap for the unsung heroes in the back. Um, okay, so back to the cows. Yes, back to the cows. Okay, so cows, um, I don't know if you knew this or not, um, the whole back room when we were doing our gathering up this morning knew my message, and so um, they don't need to hear this, but you do. It's cows, right? Um, cows, when out on the plains, will see a storm brewing, a storm popping up just like that in the back, and then they will get terrified, they will get scared, and they'll start to just, you know, get unagitated and, and start to moving around, and when the storm gets there, they take off and they run, right? And they just run and run and run and run and run, and there's, there's chaos, and there's stampeding, and there's running around, and there's confusion. And cows will run until they are exhausted, until they can't do it no more. They'll just run, and once they catch a breath, they'll, they'll just get up and they'll go again, Right? They have separation, they have anxiety, exhaustion, depression, no hope, right? These cows would probably run off a cliff not even knowing it. And there are many different kinds of storms that we face um, in our lives, but I wanted to narrow it down and focus on a couple this morning. So if you're taking notes, number one, storms that we bring on ourselves. I think we can put all of these into these two categories that we're going to talk about. Storms that we bring onto ourselves. You know, we give the enemy a whole bunch of credit. Like I said, there was a target on my back, but there was a lot of Brandon in that. And I blamed the enemy for so long for just, you know, you tripped me up and you did this and you brought so-and-so into my life and, and you did that and the other. And it's kind of like, what? <laughs> I didn't know I did that, right? But we blame, we blame the enemy for it, and yet it was ourselves that got ourselves into the situation, right? It was you buying a $60,000 truck when you had no money that got you into a financial situation, right? It was you going to the bar every Friday night they got yourself into a situation where now alcohol becomes the thing, right? We put ourselves into this situation. And you know, and a lot of times too, we give all the blame to God. Ah, oh, man, God, why'd you allow this to happen? God, why did you do this, you know? Um, and God's been like, I don't, I don't do it, man. That was your own bad choices. And I made a lot of them. I made a lot of things. And so if you find yourself in a storm, one of the things you could do is, did I get myself into this? Right? It's, it's that part of, how do I get out of this? When you recognize, I got myself into this situation, it's going to help you how you get out of it, right? And number two, um, a spiritual storm. Spiritual storms come in, in, in many different ways. Um, I would say a lot of us would say, you know, praying. Praying can become a spiritual storm. We just started dangerous prayers, which I did my first one last night. 
Pastor Davina. <laughs> but it's getting off of that, that normal, God, thank you for the burger and the fries, you know. Um, thank you for a good day. Watch over me. In Jesus' name, amen. Give me good dreams. Prayer can be a spiritual storm. You know, we don't know how or we just refuse. I know there are a lot of times when I'm praying, I'm just, you know, in my mind, it's just so chaotic. Am I doing it right? Am I, am I saying, the, you know, the right, the right words and stuff like that? Um, going up here for prayer, you know, when, when we do an altar call or, or something like that, you know, Pastor T, Pastor Travis will um, ask people, you know, if you need prayer, come on up. And you're like, man, that's me so bad. I need to get up there. But if I go up there, then I think everybody's going to know that I'm in trouble or something is wrong in my life. And I, I, I can't go up there. And there's just a spiritual storm brewing inside of you. How about serving? I'm past that age of serving. Or I didn't get a degree in anything. I don't know how to you know, teach anything at church at all, those five-year-olds will find me out. <laughs> They'll know that I don't know nothing. <laughs> if you haven't yet got involved with the Easter drama or anything going on at Easter, I encourage you to get a part of that. It is amazing, um, the Easter drama if you're going, I know you're going to watch guard number one, <laughs> kind of the star of the show. <laughs> um, but if you haven't gotten involved in, in, in any of that for the Easter stuff that's going on that weekend, man, I encourage you to get involved. Um, there's breakfast that you can work at. There's, there's Easter eggs. I mean, there's just hundreds of different ways that you can serve and, and it's, it's not much, but it's huge. To the community and it's huge for the kingdom um, serving reading our Bible man I don't know where to start uh, it doesn't make sense to me I never get anything out of it you know reading our Bible can be a spiritual storm worship worship is a huge one uh, you know I really want to raise my hand but I don't I don't know what are they gonna say I'm gonna clap off tune you know off beat which is always awesome when you're up here, see, see people clapping off beat. Um, how about this? This, this might, a little bit, being late to church, right? Missing worship because something happens during worship, right? Right, Ray? Something is happening. There's an atmosphere that is being created up here and ooh, it's just, I don't know about it. Listen, guys, I stand right here in Sunday morning sometimes, and I'm like, there is nobody coming today. Where are they all at? <laughs> and then I look up again, and here you all are. But that could be a spiritual storm, too. Leaving early. Getting out of here as fast as we can, right? Now... I'm not hitting on you or hammering on you. I'm late to church sometimes too. And there's things that I've got to go do right after church. So I got to get out of here. But when it's a continual habit, you know, when we're late or we just don't come because we don't like this or that or the other. But what, what happens when I'm saying 
And what I'm getting at is that feeling that worship brings. It's scary, right? It was scary for me when I was a kid. I went from being a Mormon to Assemblies of God Church. I went from singing like this out of a hymnal to, woo, <laughs> holy cow. And I remember it just scared me and it terrified me what was going on. And I wouldn't even go in sometimes. And so I know what you're I know what you're talking about. I know what you're feeling. That, ugh. And when I finally gave in, right? I'm like, oh, this is what they were doing, right? So we've talked about cows. And they said I'm, I should put cows in air quotes. I'm not calling you guys cows. <laughs> Acting like cows, right? Um, how do buffalo deal with storms? Part two of this. How do buffalo deal with storm? Describe the storm. The storm is crazy. It bubbles up just like it does for the cow, right? The blackness on the horizon is coming. The wind starts to pick up. You can feel a coldness in the air coming. You see that the buffalo does something different. The buffalo sees that storm and he begins to run right into it. You see, because the buffalo knows things. The buffalo knows that that thing looks terrifying. That thing looks scary. That thing looks so massive. I'm going to go right into it. You see, there's all the panic. There's all that everything that the cow experiences. But the buffalo knows something different. It knows that there's blessings that come after the storm. Right? How many of you enjoy... What happens after a rainstorm? There you know, the smell, the, the just the kind of wetness, the calmness um, that happens after a rainstorm. But there's blessings that the buffalo knows that come after the storm. And the first one is renewing. It's that, it's that just feeling fresh, right? That starting over again type feeling. Um, when that sun comes out and it just peeks through the clouds, right? There, there's a cool rainbow in the background there, um, but you can't see it. It's red, green. I just want to describe it for you because it's awesome. Um, <laughs> yellow. But there's a, there's a rainbow back there, and it's just that newness, right? Um, number two, there's refreshing. Um, when you feel that, whew, let's go again, right? I got my energy back. Let's go again, Okay. And there's restoration. Just like with me, going through this restoration process. And I mean, it's been a process too. This has been about eight years, an eight-year process. Um, and it's been a struggle at times. And it's been great at times. Uh, but it's been restoration, right? And the last one, the, the, the fourth thing that the buffalo knows that the cows don't is experience. I couldn't think of another R. So you got experience. This isn't the first storm that the buffalo has been through, right? You see, it's seen storms come up before and it's, it's went right into them. And it knows and it has some trust and it has some faith that I'm going to head right into this thing and I'm going to get through it. 
And there's going to be all of this blessing and all of this goodness on the other side of the storm. This storm isn't going to last forever. I'm going to go right into it. I'm going to get past it. And we have become a generation of producing and becoming cows. Our young people today are runners. And we're teaching them that. We, we like to complain about our young people and the decisions they make, but we forgot we helped them get there, right? We taught them a lot of things on how they act. And so we're, we're a generation of coping. And we cope for so long that the storm just becomes a normal thing. This raging and this chaos and everything that is going on has just become our new normal, right? And then we begin to cope and we begin to deal with these things. We begin to cope with drugs. You know, for me, it was alcohol. For you, it could be social media. Mm, exactly. Ouch. Maybe it's, maybe it's pornography. It's just the way we cope, and now it's normal. We don't even think twice about it, any of it. I wasn't thinking twice about chugging beers before getting into a car and coming to the church and chugging beers on the way to church. And if the message went long, I went out and snuck and got another one, right? It just became normal to me. And it can become normal to you, just how we cope with things. But how do we become buffalo? How do we begin to run into this storm? You see, I read my, I read my scripture this morning, God's scripture, but I used the verse that I was going to use, but I only used part one so far. In this world, you're going to have many trials and tribulations and struggles and sorrows. But part two of that is this. Take heart because I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. See, Jesus says you guys are going to go through these things, but take heart. You're going to go through the death of a loved one. Take heart. You're going to go through a sickness. Take heart. You're going to go through a financial struggle, but take heart. I've overcome it, right? And so, like I said before, faith and trust are things that the buffalo knows that the cows don't. But the buffaloes know this, God got me through this once, and he's going to do it again. He has overcome the world. And prayer, Right? Prayer, too often, is our last option. I guess, you know, I've tried everything else. <laughs> I guess I'll pray about it, you know. We do this all the time. I, man, I just tried everything else. I guess, I guess I'm just going to pray. And I'm not saying that um, that is not a good thing to finally come to the realization that you need prayer or you need to pray about it, you need to talk with God about it. But it should be first, Right? It shouldn't be option Z. It should be a first thing. So faith, trust, action, or, or uh, prayer, last one, is action. A lot of times, we stop at prayer. And we pray a lot of times, and then we hit the lazy boy. 
God's got this, and God does got this. But there's a lot of times that God is calling us to do something, right? You're praying for a job, but you won't get out and look for one. God's just going to bring it in, buddy. I know it. They're going to, the perfect job is just going to call me. I don't even got to step outside of my door. No, I'm being a little funny, but. And like I said, I'm not saying that God won't do it with prayer alone. There's many times in the Bible where God, you know, used the faith and the prayer of somebody and healed them instantly or answered a prayer instantly, right? Many times. We have two pastors who God answered their prayer instantly. Pastor Travis was sitting in a jail cell and he prayed, you know, that God would do something with his life. And instantly he was sobered up. Pastor Javi was using addiction, right? He said, God, if, if you'll take this addiction from me and turn it into an addiction for you, I'll never leave, right? Instantly. Never use them ever again. Never had a desire. God does it sometimes. But sometimes he's asking you to take a little bit of action, a little bit of steps, right? There was people where he said, hey, go do this, right? The 10 lepers. He healed them all, but he said, hey, you got to go do this first, right? And on the way, they were healed. He, he said to the, to the cripple guy, do you want to be healed? Yeah. Right? Who wouldn't? Right? Stand up. He had to take an action. He couldn't just lay there and be like, yeah, I guess I'm healed. Right? He had to stand up and take some action. So pray in faith. Take some action. Sometimes God is calling you to action. Prayer and fasting. Ooh, that's a tough one. Right? There's times that Jesus said, prayer and fasting, not, not times, he said it all the time. Prayer and fasting, right? Coupled together. Maybe it's prayer and counseling. Maybe it's, it's prayer and, and whatever that God is asking you to do. Maybe it's prayer and, and taking that milk down to the neighbor's house. Maybe it's prayer and inviting some people over and talking about Jesus. Maybe it's prayer and getting involved in somewhere in church, in the ministry, in serving somewhere. Right? He's calling you to an action too. Pastor Matt, I think he's in the back. We'll close with this. You know, when I stopped running and when I began to listen to what God was asking me to do, God began to change things around, right? God began to, to, to bring people back that I had shut off, that I had said, don't need you no more. Don't need this, don't need that, don't need the other. God began to restore. Right? I said I'm in this eight years now, restoration. Just the other day, um, 
Pastor Travis sent me a link and because he's been talking to me about this for a couple weeks, but uh, I, I applied for my license again to become officially a pastor. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing what God can do. And he can do it for you too. We got to stop running. We got to become buffalo. Stand with me, please. And this is what I want to do. If our prayer team would just be on the ready up here, I want to give you an opportunity to respond. You know, one of those things where I said prayer in action. Part of that action may be coming up front this morning saying, God, I need that healing, that restoration. I need to stop chasing. I need to stop running. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.